Hi, everyone. You're listening to In the Open, a podcast by Mental Health America, where we talk all things mental health related. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Teresa and America here in the open. Hi, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about how to keep it together when everything is falling apart. So what's falling apart for you? I don't have an entire list because it's all jumbled in my head. So the fact that I can't even differentiate it all in a nice list is like everything that's wrong. So there are a lot of things that are happening and you're trying to keep everything together because I feel this way. It's like I came up to this talk to you today and I was just like, what the hell is going on? Like, yeah. But, you know, as we're talking, what I got concerned about was like, I also remember a time in my life where have you have you ever been like slammed in the face with really bad news? Yes. That racked your world. Like you were like, oh, now literally yeah. the house came crumbling down because of this one yeah. piece of news. That feels different than today. It does feel different. I have I have been in that space where I am today is like this kind of nervous energy. Yeah. Where like there's tons to do. I am trying to keep everything moving and everything is just slowly disintegrated by the bits. And I'm just like, no, we got to scotch tape that. Wait, wait. Yeah. You know, super glue the sucker until it can last. So it's a different experience because part part of that emotion is um, I kind of feel a little wired yeah. with all this energy. But at the same time, like I have no direction. Yeah, because that's very different from I got shocked by news and now I don't know how to move forward. Yeah. Okay, so let's just pretend this is what we're doing. You're juggling a bunch of stuff. This is definitely how you and I feel. I feel like a lot of people live in this space. All the time. I do know that anxiety feels this way. Hmm. Anxiety will create a false sense of everything falling apart when nothing is falling apart. Yeah, that makes sense. Which probably helps me have a super strength because I'm like, oh, I I know what it I know what it feels like to have everything fall apart. So you basically live in this space. Interesting. So yeah. As someone um, who may not live with anxiety, like, I don't know. I'm so curious. Like, does your heart race? Are you sweating at all? Yeah, Are you yeah. having a million thoughts run around in your head? All the time. Right now, yeah. Yeah. So I could tell you like all of the different things that are happening in my brain and it's but what you're describing like just an an increased level of energy that i'm just like i gotta get stuff done i gotta get stuff done and at the same time i don't have enough energy and enough brain power to actually do the things and i'm like oh my god i'm so exhausted from just thinking about this stuff yep and let me just like like clarify for people you know, I talk about your brain as a table and you can only put so much crap on your table before it just starts to crumble. And then like the things that hold me up are so we could talk about this, like, like the stuff that holds you up is what like makes you feel stable. But if I added another big thing on your table right now, oh no, what would happen to you? I would crumble. I, I know that I would crumble. I, I'm like, did it a, freak you out? Little, yeah. <laughs> just like, oh my God, please don't throw anything else my way. I can't. This podcast could also be called Hanging On By A Thread. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me ask you something, though. So because I feel this energy, at the same time, because it's so exhausting to Mm -hmm. feel it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then I'm like, 
I just want to sit and not do anything because it's too much to do anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I think for a lot of the advice that you're given about feeling the space is like, we say, take a step back because you're obviously mm-hmm. overwhelmed. Like, take a step back. You need to. That's what your body is basically telling you to do. It's physiological too, right? Like, you just, I don't, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, do you feel it in your body? Like, not just like sweats, but do you feel like you could punch someone? Yes. And you could, especially do- driving. So, yeah. Right now. So I feel like what happens is like taking all this and st- like this stuff and I'm putting it on my table, right? And I'm like, just give me like two seconds for my husband to come in and say something really wrong to me or somebody is going to set me off and I am literally going to punch someone or I want to punch myself <laughs> to just release the stress that I feel, which is horrible. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. That it's, I feel this it way. Is, it is. It is horrible because, but I could also relate to what you're exactly like describing. Yeah. Because one, you know, have have you watched Home Alone? Please tell me you've watched. Home yeah, Alone. of course. Okay. You know when he's like running around people. like, ah, right? <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. Like yeah. I could be running around like that, and then at the same time, you like go through like you know when you, you have a lot of sugar, especially with kids, you have tons of sugar. Ah. They're like, and then all of a sudden they crash. That's me. That I just want to crash. And I'm like, okay. But that feeling of let somebody say one little thing. Let somebody say one little thing. I'll be like, you're going to feel the wrath that I've been carrying for like seven Uh, weeks right now. That movie may be the metaphor for what we're experiencing because the burglars came in and he was like, great, I'm going to pent up all my energy and basically annihilate you. And he definitely, you know, had a moment of crash at the very end. He started crying and you're like, oh, yeah. (laughs) And that basically describes the cycle of all of this, right? What's worse is like the idea that your husband can come in. My fiance could say one thing. I'd be like, are you serious right now? Oh, God. Really? I just had a whole like three days of fighting with him because I'm like, we had just like the greatest weekend. And then <laughs> I was stressed with work. And then I don't know if it was him, but I definitely blamed it on him. and was like, you did it first. You started it, which is so wrong. I know. But and now I'm just like daring him yeah. with my eyes. Just kidding. He knows. He's like, I'm going to stay away from that one person. (laughs) We're two steps away from having to go back to therapy. (laughs) So out of that, what what comes to mind is this thing that I recently saw that says something along the lines, like if you get upset about certain things, you should see those as triggers. (laughs) And I'm like, roll my eyes. Come on, man. Don't give me some woo-woo stuff right now. I need to figure out what the hell, right? So part of this, this feeling like mm-hmm. everything feels like it's falling apart. I Part of it, I think, re- goes back to my idea like I need to have control. So when I don't have control, I feel mm-hmm. discombobulated. Oh, for you especially. Yeah. Maybe I have totally. more resilience because I live in chaos. Because my brain and my life, my history, but I don't seek control anymore. I often just like radical self-acceptance. I'm just like, bring it. Forget it. (laughs) It's going to fall apart. Let's sit on the sidelines with some popcorn. Yep. Yep. Just going to enjoy it. Yeah. And then then I have to just be like, it's not my fault. It falls apart because you know what? I'm not going to take that on. I'm kind of getting there though, that that place of acceptance. Because it's just like, these things that are happening are out of my control. There's nothing I can do. The things that I can in some way manage or whatever, I'm going to do what I can to 
do it yep. well. And then the other thing is I'm like, oh, well. Yeah. It's just a reality. Let's go back to that metaphor. I, I learned this metaphor when I was working with um, teams that were helping people with early psychosis, schizophrenia. And one of the teams, it was either in Maine or in Oregon, they have this metaphor, this table. We have it on a video. Mm. So your life and your brain is like a table. You basically dump all your stuff on the table. And there's almost so much that you can hold before it crumbles mm-hmm. and collapses. But like your legs are what holds you up. So I have to like think about what's holding me up on my leg. Is it like exercise or my husband or like mm-hmm. time control? <laughs> Whatever, yeah, yeah. Right. But what what I love what you're saying on the metaf- on the metaphor is that one of the things that's a heavy item is expectations. Yeah. Obligations. Always. Like because we sometimes think about the things that are on our table as la- as like um an event or like, yeah, if I'm drinking too much is obviously causing problems or like my dad died, like that's obviously, but then there are all the thoughts and the expectations that you have. And those things are also weight. Yeah. Because like the control, like the love for control is a leg and that obviously makes you feel safe. So when you're planning and you're able to like manage and you have your planner, like that's a leg, but then like opposite the leg is your, oh, I have to be in control. Yeah. It's it's a weird place to be in where I feel a little, I'm going to say ambivalent about certain things. And, I, and so I'm going to call it ambivalence, but I think it's that acceptance piece. And then I have to, I have to kind of squash any feeling that I may have, any negative feeling about me not being able to fix that or yeah. so then my brain will automatically be like, well, you know, you could have done something about it. (laughs) Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Those are expectations. You got to like look at yourself flicking those things off your table. Yeah. And I think for someone who wants control, that's the hardest. Because if I had to ask you, like, how much does that weigh on you? I think everything weighs heavily on me because my brain takes it on and I literally have to stop myself from thinking certain things. It's like, that's enough. Yeah. And put it away. Flick it off. Yeah. And because otherwise it would be too too much, it, you know, on a daily basis. Jeez. Shoulda, woulda, couldas and control. What does that sound like in your head? You know, you could have done that differently. Yeah. You could have done that differently. That's so interesting because I haven't thought that thought in a long time. And I used to feel guilt and feel bad if I didn't do something better, hmm. which was tied to like imposter syndrome and like just feeling insecure. I, I feel like I, I, I am keeping things together with scotch tape at times. Mm-hmm. But I take I take on that responsibility even without people directly asking me for it. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. they're not saying like, America, you are responsible for keeping this table together, right? And then I'm just like, no, this is my table, so I'm going to protect it and I'm going to take – and I'm like, dude, what the hell? Just let it be. Yes. This – okay, so this is the one that I think we're sharing. <laughs> And it's not the expectation, but when people ask things of you, or even when they don't, because maybe it's part of your job or you think that you're supposed to answer these emails or be responsible to people. And like technology tells you, like, you need to write back to people like in a day or like in three days. And and why don't we ever ask, like, why? Why not seven days? And it's really because then people start emailing you back and they're like, excuse me, I haven't got an answer for X. And you're like, oh my God, right? 
Yeah. And so all of a sudden the expectation is not a control issue. It's like the expectation is I'm supposed to do this work. Yeah. Or solve this problem. And suddenly you and I are solving like 500 problems that aren't technically a part of our job. Correct. Or weren't, but we feel like it is. Yes. And I that is applicable across all aspects of my life. like The world? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All, oh, all aspects of life? Yeah. Dinner? Yes. The chore I didn't get You're to? You're hungry. <laughs> Cook. Oh, for women? Yes. All that. That we're supposed to feed other people? Yeah. and All the tasks that are there. And uh, there's so much conversation that can go into that. But th- this, this idea of like you being... Oh, I'm gonna say responsible, but it's more than it's more than that. So, oh, this is so funny because you're reminding me of why something triggered a fight yesterday. But there's an element of genderism here, right? Like women are kind of trained to take care of chores. Yeah, and there's this total stereotype or meme. That's not a meme, but like men being like, "Hey, where are my keys? Yeah, where are my shoes?" And you're like, "Why are you asking me where your shoes are?" <laughs> yes, part of that I think too ties to this idea of like. How we say things, oh, God. I I know that I have issues with my tone. We, if people have been listening for a while, we've talked about it. Sometimes I can come off a little sarcastic. You know, people aren't used to it. They don't know how to deal with it. Or if we get defensive. Yeah, and you're like, right. You automatically are just yeah, like yeah. going to shut down. So it's funny when you do feel like all of this stuff is just not, not doing well. You're just, everything is just falling apart. The tiny little things that in your mind become humongous, you know, and I, at the moment, I don't have the ability to be like, your tone at the moment is not really helping the situation. (laughs) You know, like, it's like a moment to be like, take a rest, stop, wait, you know, and like, you could pause enough to break. Yeah. But our emotions are so overloaded that we don't have that capacity. And that's how I feel in this space. Yeah, which is why we explode and we attack each other and attack ourselves. And what we're not pausing is we're not stopping to continue to dump crap on the table. I'm like, what are you waiting for? Like, literally the table to fall apart and then you're Googling. I mean, maybe at that point people are looking up things like I want to die or just like, how do I give up? Right? Yeah. Because that's kind of the next level. I mean, or like, I want to quit. Yeah. Because <laughs> if your brain is like at that point, you're like, okay, yeah, the table has crumbled. And now I'm just like, screw it. I'm going to quit. We're not there yet. We're Our table is overloaded. Yeah. The advice that we're, people obviously get is like, you you need to take a step back. So when I say those things to you, what comes to, to your mind? What's on your plate and what do you need to get rid of? Or like your table, whatever. Lots of metaphors today. Immediately what what I thought is like, what can I not do right now that I can do in a week or two? Okay. Doesn't need immediate action. Okay. That's the one thing. One thing. And the other thing is like, what are you putting off that you know you have to do and why are you putting it off? Girl, why are you trying to add stuff on the table? It's not an ad. It's it's already there. It's already there. I'm just saying I'm going to dedicate my time to that thing and put these other things. Oh, over so there. you're like, okay, because you're feeling overwhelmed because all the little balls are sitting on your table. But you know, there's this big one that you want to focus on that you haven't been able to. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Makes sense. But do you think that like, Pinging all the other little balls away is going to help you take care of this one thing. And and then is it that when you take care of that one big thing, 
like if you do, then you can take it off? Yeah. Oh, that's I dope. So. I mean, that's called organizing, right? That you're yeah, like your I'm going to shuffle things <laughs> enough that I'm just like I'm putting stuff to the wayside, got to focus on this, get it done, boom. And then with that gone, yeah. I have a huge space now, you know, to take other things on. I like that. Did just going through that visualization help you feel a little better? Yes. Okay. It did. I'm like, I can do this. Okay. I can do this. I got this. This is how I organize my life. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the legs. When I'm like, okay, what what like normally makes you feel really good to like keep you motivated and able to tackle life? An example is like, I haven't been sleeping because my child decided that he was going to start dreaming of flesh eating zombies and has been waking me up three times a night. Sleep for me is key. Like if I don't sleep, I am turning into literally the monster. My husband was like, you need to stop getting up at night. You need to let me always handle him for like three days. And when he said that, I almost cried. Hmm. That's good, though, that he yeah. he heard you, right? And He saw me like, suffering. Yeah. yeah. And my partner was like, I'm going to do this, you know, because he also was like, if you keep going, uh, we're going to we're going to have a fight. <laughs> yeah. You know, he said, I got you. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Totally. So is there something like that? Sleep, yo. I have is not been sleeping you? well. Ooh. So um, I did something to actually help alleviate that. I'm going to go to the chiropractor. I think that will help. But I am trying to get to sleep earlier so that I can not sleep in the bed for an hour and then eventually fall asleep <laughs> instead of like sitting on my phone, you know, like doing crap. Oh, dude, that's a huge trap. You're Like if I think about how we have practices that if a lot of people I don't, I think underestimate how much sleep screws us up. Mm-hmm. And like if sleep is not one of your freaking legs, like I think for a lot of us, we realize, whoa, like it should have been. <laughs> You know, yeah, but we screw ourselves up so many times with sleep because it is. I'll, why do I sit on my phone and watch TV? I mean, sometimes it's good, right? It helps you like have like mindless activity, but then when three hours have passed, it's not helping. I watch TV until I get headaches. That's a problem. I mean, yeah, my TikTok bad. has basically sent me three messages like, hey, you need to get on. <laughs> Which means I've spent like three or ten hours on TikTok. I'm just kidding. I'm exaggerating. But anybody who watches TikTok knows that TikTok has like a thing in it where if you watch too much TikTok, it sends you a message. (laughs) Yeah. Shut it down. And then I always have the choice of whether I like scroll up and keep going. And I have. I'll watch. I'll watch something on my phone until I get headaches. I'm like, why? What am I doing? Do you get headaches? See, I think... I, oh, dude, I always get headaches. But sleep, I think, is critical. The other part of it is, like, I haven't been eating well. So, like, I'll eat breakfast later. So then that gives me a bit of a headache. So I'm just like, why are you doing that? Eat breakfast at a normal time so that you don't get a headache and then you don't feel like crap. So getting back on my schedule, I think, is is the most useful part of it for me. Yeah. How does this feel that I just walked you through that stage? I mean, it feels bad because I know that I should focus on my sleep and I don't. But I'm really grateful that my husband's going to step in. So maybe I'll I'll get better in like a couple days. <laughs> I think it's always useful when we have a conversation because it helps. It helps me, one, get all the stuff that's in my head out mm. and actually heard, right? Like you hear me and you're like, oh, yes, I do know what that feels like. <laughs> and the other is 
to then be able to take the information, not only feeling validated, right? But then being like, actually, I can do something about this feeling. Let's go. Let's yeah. do this. You know, that's how I feel. So it's it's always a good thing. I feel really excited when I feel like, okay, I got this. It's okay. It's a, it's a reminder. Like, yeah, I haven't totally crumbled. <laughs> this is the difference between how do I keep it together versus forget it. I'm done. Yeah. I think part of it too is like this idea where, you know, when you have had, when you've been in other spaces that are much more negative and you're just like, oh, I don't want to even want to deal with people. I don't want I don't want to just do anything mm-hmm. knowing that you can get to this other side with, with not tons of time, right? You don't have to like dedicate seven hours of your life to it, but really finding somebody that you can chat with and be like, mm-hmm. I just got to tell you what the hell's going on in my brain. And you got to tell me, is anything there sticking with you? Because if it's not, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> yeah. It's like therapy. It's a like group therapy. Yeah. What we're doing. And then we always feel so much better when we leave. But it's like, why is it that I don't prioritize that space? Because immediately when you're like, I need to go find somebody to talk to. And this is really amazing that I was able to talk to somebody. I was like, I don't have time to talk to somebody. I got to just do that quick calculation in my head. What's on your table? Where are your legs? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's actually an example of how you're screwing yourself, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Figure out what you can take off the table, man. And prioritize what keeps you lifted. What are the legs? Yeah. Keep on fighting in the open, everyone. Until Thanks, next guys. time. Check you later.